0: episode of the pesky podcast i'm your host the Ritt. with me is my co-host my man dc and today we are high on the hog we've got <laughs> hogdale here so let's start let's start off with you dc what's been going on man how you doing
1: uh not too i mean not great i've been kind of sick the household's been going through it but we're here we're surviving so i'm feeling a little bit better so i can see the light well, again of the tunnel
0: oh man I, I i hate being sick you know you know i know how you feel and you know how i feel when we're sick and i'm miserable and then i just want to be babied so i just took
1: a four hour nap so i should be all
0: right oh uh, but man all right, we've got a guest here uh, a good friend of ours at hand reached out and he's like hey how about we do a little cross promotion you can sit there and have our guys on yours then we can come over on yours and i'm always uh, all about that cross promotion so we've got the man Mr. Hogdale So tell everybody a little bit about you, your background And uh, let's start talking about your new podcast
2: Yeah man, I mean uh, Me, Ed, and uh, Ryan Brady We started the podcast uh, It's a Pod by the River uh, Just as you know A nice little Red Sox podcast It's uh, gotta say guys, and you should know this Like When you're like coming up with a name for a Red Sox podcast It's a fucking impossible endeavor <laughs> Because you won't even believe what people have done to the monster these days. The the, the vile things they've done to it in order to to squeeze the brand again. So it's like we literally were racking our brain for days just trying to think of a name. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm just fucking your typical Red Sox fan, typical Boston sports fan. I'm a large fat man. It's true. (laughs) And uh, I'm, I'm quite jolly, quite jolly some would say.
1: I like your energy, man.
0: I say we've heard nothing but good things from Ed. so uh,
2: Ed's my hype man. I I swear. I I don't deserve (laughs) him.
0: Ed had one heck of a time on the podcast when he was on. And, well, I don't sit there and think we're going to have any problems today because I think you you fit right in uh, quite well. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your new podcast. Uh, You know, what made it come about? Who's all involved? uh, And, you know, let's just go from there.
2: Yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's me, uh, Ed and, uh, Ryan Brady, like guys I collaborated with very frequently on the pesky report podcast and really like, uh, just Ed, Ed and I really just wanted to start off and do our own thing. I have no, no hatred towards the guys that I was doing stuff with before at the pesky report, all very high quality people love those people, but yeah, I mean, I just, me and Ed have really good chemistry and I have very good chemistry with Ryan Brady. I didn't get to record as often with him last year as I wanted to, and so he, you know, we went off, made our own, and uh, I really like where like our direction is heading because I love those guys. Those guys are great guys.
1: You guys have really good chemistry from what I've listened to so far. It's uh, it's fun to listen to.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you, dude.
0: So uh, episode one was in the books. Uh, yes. Man, you guys just have a great time on there. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about episode one and what we can look forward to in the next uh, upcoming episodes.
2: i mean it's just gonna be some chicanery goofballery i mean like we 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 don't mind being serious but like we're pretty like laid-back individuals we like to have a good time we like to have fun although i i i'm i tend to get angry i'll I'll bring the anger for the show when it's necessary (laughs) but like the first episode like we were just having a blast i think uh, ed was doing a, a little debate segment like where like he assigned us a uh a topic to debate on. And that was so fun. I think one was like, we had to argue about whether or not a hot dog was a sandwich. Uh, one of them was like, argue about the star Wars movies, which I think was funny, but
0: yeah.
2: just a good time. I just, I'm very excited for the off season to get going. So we'll have like a, you know, real meat and potatoes, baseball things to talk about.
0: Well, you know, off season has started and let's just go right from there. Uh, We're gonna get first topic's gonna be which free agent would you sign not named otani because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure we would all sit there and say otani uh would be our our must sign i know i would so otani's off the table who we gonna bring in and why so dc let's start off with you uh you know what what free agent are you gonna open that checkbook up for and, and bring to the uh the Boston Red Sox?
1: Uh I'm gonna do a little two parter because obviously I think the the obvious answer is to bring in a guy like Yamamoto. Um obviously we need a guy on top of the rotation that, you know, is gonna get innings, strike people out that we haven't really had. Um but I'm gonna go with Merrifield. I'm gonna go small signing. I think uh, you know, they're the ones that kind of get you in the wind column. Obviously the big names are a big splash, but you know how much I like those small signing. Oh well, not small, but a la Chris Martin last year, such a not really looked at move, but he was huge. He was one of the biggest pieces of our team. Um, I think Merrifield comes in, plays a good second base, serviceable. Um, you can play outfield if we need it. You know, Obviously, we don't need outfielders right now. But I'm going to go uh, with Merrifield, go off the beaten path a little bit.
0: DC, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if we get Merrifield and he is like the unsung hero of the Red Sox, that'll be two for two for you and i'm going to have to sit there and, and talk to someone to get to get you some sort of scout job because yeah. cuz last last year in the off season you were pushing for martin hard and i'm and and i was like okay martin's good but then look at what he did this season which was like wait a minute hit, is, are you sure this era is correct like it is ridiculously low and you know it was ridiculous mm-hmm. Hogdale, well, what did you think real quick on, on Martin uh this season coming in?
2: I mean, it's debatable that he was the the best player on the Red Sox this year. He was phenomenal. It really is a crying shame that we didn't get to see him in the playoffs. I mean, it was his performance as a reliever was like the best we've seen for the Red Sox since like 2013 Koji. Like he was mm-hmm. he was special, just completely special.
0: Now uh my personal thing is if the all-star game was at the end of the season Kenley wouldn't have been representing us, Martin would have been in there hands down.
2: Oh yeah, so, absolutely.
0: But DC, I love Merrifield overall. Like
1: I mean, obviously i want I want a big name guy, but yeah. I think it's a smaller moves that you gotta to put together that, you know, bring that like consistently each and every day. Um yeah. and he's a death move too. You know, at the end of the day, you could start, but move him around if you need to.
0: So Hogdale, what about you? Who who, who you saw in Big Guy?
2: I mean, I'm pretty simple in this regard. I've been Banging the drum for this, like for as long as like what a year and a half now. It's like Yamamoto's your guy. You 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 go sign him. To me, I, I said this a few days ago, but if the Red Sox don't at least give him the best offer, like this offseason's a failure. Like, you you make him say no to you. Like, mm-hmm. if he says no to you, that's completely fine. Like, I can accept that, go after someone else, maybe go get Aaron Nola instead. But, like, to me, like, Yamamoto is, like, what this team needs. He's so definitive in, like, that he's probably, like, he might be the best pitcher to ever come out of Japan. Like, it's debatable until Sasaki comes out in two and a half years. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, But I mean, dude, Yamamoto's special. This dude's insane. I mean, he's won, like, three straight of the uh, NPP equivalent to the Cy Young. I think had like, a 1.2 ERA this season in Japan. Japan is not even close to a bum league. It's above AAA in terms of quality. To, to me, you got to get Yamamoto. Like, at least give him like the best offer he has on the table.
0: Uh, Did not Yamamoto uh, win their equivalent to the Triple Crown? Also, for a I believe
2: pitcher? so. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: So uh, yeah, Yamamoto is one of those guys. Well, like you said, that you see every what two three years coming out of Japan, uh, and. The, the Mets are one of the teams that are, are saying they're going to give everything for it. But if Boston doesn't like, I, I love how this off season, I have not heard anything from Koji Urahara for quite some time. Now, all of a sudden we got Yamamoto Shohei y'all free agent. Uh, Who's the reliever in Japan uh, coming out also.
2: Oh, I could tell you off the top of my head. I can' believe uh, I
0: can't I can't say his last name, so that's why but you have <laughs> the reliever in Japan and now all of a sudden, uh Koji Yarahara is like the Japanese face for the Red Sox. and you see him more and more now and and I love it. so but hog, you went you went starting pitcher. D.C., you went smaller move with Whit Merrifield. I am going to bring in Haderade, Josh Hader. I love the guy. He will sit there, and he could be your – you could ultimately – Alex Cora, if he doesn't blow up the bullpen again this season. He could be your, your left-handed closer. Kenley can be your right-handed closer. Kenley's gone possibly after next season slide hater right into your closer role and that's who i would bring in you gotta uh, starting pitching i guarantee the red Sox is gonna sit there and get but i want to solidify this bullpen a little bit more and not just for this season but for the future so what do you guys think about josh hater dc i
1: mean yeah he's been a, a stud in how many years now um i don't know I don't know if he would want to come into a situation where he wasn't the main guy. That's the only thing that worries me. But obviously, you get him at the right price. That's the only thing I worry about is paying two guys. You know, one guy that's not going to be closing all the time, all that money. But like you said, Jensen is – he's out after this year probably most likely. So, I mean, I'm a fan of it depending how the money looks.
0: Hog, what about you?
2: I – if you want to make a, a super bullpen, like definitely Josh Hader would be a really good move. I just don't think that the Red Sox are going to be willing to throw the money required at him because of the money that they're going to throw at Yamamoto Otani. If they trade for Juan Soto, like to give him like his contract extension. Cause to me, like it's like uh, the Red Sox, Like, I'm interested in what they're going to do in free agency and they're going to make some free agent moves. To me, the most interesting thing they're going to do this offseason, like, revolves around the trade market because, Mm -hmm. like, they have all the ammo required to make that gigantic move. And to me, it's just whether or not it's going to be, like, for that bona fide position bat in Juan Soto or, you know, God forbid you can get uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. instead or, you know, one of the two. Or like, if you want to go pitching route and go get Corbin Burns from the Brewers, or you know maybe try to get Shane Bieber from the Guardians or something like that. So I, I'm just really intrigued. This is like the most excited I've been for a Red Sox offseason in quite a while.
0: Yeah, uh, DC knows I'm huge on the Corbin Burns trade. I was putting together a Corbin Burns uh, Woodruff trade, but now I'm a little more interested since they said everybody's you know available pretty much. A Corbin-Burns-Devin-Williams combination to bring over here because that could be another way we bring in the or bullpen also. So, yeah.
2: Absolutely. I was wondering uh, how many years of Arb he has left on his contract. I'm going to check. Who, uh, who Burns or Williams? Williams.
0: Yeah, but Bur- Burns is on his uh, last one, but I think Burns would, would love to sign here long
2: term. Yeah, you get Williams for two more years on, under Arb. That's That's sick. <laughs>
0: yeah so
2: yeah, uh,
0: our, next topic let's sit there and talk about Alex Cora and Craig Breslow's uh relationship you know uh it's it's sit there and looks like it's it's pretty mutual like they're getting along it's a lot better on camera than if you look at the heim bloom AC relationship. And I still think that those two uh, butted heads, you know, over everything. I don't know for sure, but that's just my opinion. So, uh, Hogdale, let's start with you. Uh, What are you thinking about the Breslow AC situation and his uh, comments that that he made when asked about an AC extension?
2: I mean, I think uh, I like the way their relationship is right now. Uh, I was getting concerned uh, a few weeks prior, like back when uh, Fables and uh, Dave Bush were still like on this team, that Alex Corr was starting to consolidate a bit too much power. And that I thought it was a bit concerning that like he had a say and like who's going to come be his boss. And like he had a bit too much clout in the organization. But then Carlos Fables and Dave Bush get let go and you bring in Craig Breslow. So I kind of, I like where things are at right now. Uh t- I'm fine holding off on AC's contract extension until the end of the year. I mean, to me, it's not a huge deal. It's one of those things where if they really want to keep him around forever, they're going to keep him around forever. There's no reason to really be concerned about it. Is there going to be a team that's like going to come out and like, you know, outbid the Red Sox for Alex Cora? Like, let's be serious. (laughs) Like, it's just the Mets and the Mets are going to get someone else. So,
0: yeah. Uh, DC, what about you? Yeah, I
1: mean, it's good that they're building on the relationship. I think that they were teammates very short time in 2006 or something like that. Um, obviously, he didn't have the choice of who the manager was going to be. Alex core was already kind of locked in before he signed with, you know, as the CBO. But it's good that they're working on the relationships. So they were talking daily um, during the GM meetings before he got canceled. And I'm also fine if they wait till the end of the year. Like Hogdale said, I think, you know, ultimately they want him to be here. He's going to be here. I don't know how long he, you know, he stays in the manager role. I know there's reports of him trying to get up to the front office at some point in his career. But, yeah, um, it's good to see, especially I was kind of worried how I was going to be with him being already chosen before Breslau's side because that can be a little awkward. Obviously, you can't bring in all your own guys. So, But it's good that they're working on it.
0: Yeah, I I, I love how they're both former players. So they have that connection. You know, they know what it's like to be a player. They, they know what it's like to be on the other side also. So I think one of AC's biggest things was, you know, Bloom didn't – know how to execute the trade, and ACC's at Breslow, at least so far, uh, actions speak louder than words, uh, is not afraid to sit there and make and execute for trades. Uh, We might not like them. Uh, Real quick, do any of you guys think or who do you think is not on the trade market coming from our prospects? Hogdale?
2: uh if it was like up to me like the only untouchables like right now would be like what roman anthony kyle teal like because to me like if you can get fernando tatis junior i'd fire Marcelo meyer out of a cannon (laughs) yeah (laughs) because like you'd have Tatis for what like fucking 13 years like that's what his contract goes for so 13 years and and it's not as bad as people think it is no not even a little bit like this is a guy you
1: play pepper with the green monster
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. Like the right-hander with uh, his kind of power playing in Fenway. Like this is a dude who has the potential to hit 40 home runs like as either a shortstop or a right fielder, depending on where you want to play him. I mean, you could play him at shortstop forever or like if you really want that. I mean, he was amazing in right field defensively for Mm -hmm. the Padres last year, so he could handle uh, Fenway's right field. But, like, other than, like, a Fernando Tatis Jr. trade, I'd say Meyer is mostly untouchable. But in that situation, I would trade him. So, I'd say DC, Anthony and Teal. You?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I was going to say uh, Anthony and Teal. Obviously, Meyer is up there, too. But if you can get the right guy, like you said, Tatis, or throw him in a Robert deal or something like that, you got to make you got to pull the trigger.
0: Uh, the, me personally, let's just go back a couple of years. D.C., you know, you're going to love this. Remember when Yan uh, Moncada? They said that he was untouchable, and then there was an ace that became available called Chris Sale. And next thing you know, the trade is gone. Yan Moncada went to Chicago. We get Chris Sale. If we can get anybody on Chris Sale's caliber that he was then, I wouldn't be even willing to give up uh, Anthony. And I love me some Anthony. But if we can sit there and and get me us a number one pitcher, i would be willing to give up anybody.
2: Dude, I can't wait till uh, like midseason once Miguel Blay starts playing again for him uh-huh. to get his value back up because like that's another dude like the, the hype that Roman Anthony ha- has right now is the hype that Miguel Blay had last off season. <laughs> so like if he just shows back up, shows that he's still himself, like that's another big time trade piece that we have.
0: Uh, well, one thing uh, I was talking to a scout that's on the Red Sox, and you know, this past draft, everybody's talking about Kyle Teal, but he's he said talent wise, in a couple more years, he sees in, in the projections that uh, Zanitello mm-hmm. is just as good as Marcelo Meyer. So I'm kind of I'm kind of curious what Zanatello is going to turn out to be because technically if he's anywhere close, we, we stole him in the draft, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, people, uh, people love Nizan. I mean, uh, the, the, the scouts were raving about him. So, I mean, that's another one of those things where like, Hey, you know, makes Meyer a bit less untradeable.
0: Yeah. So uh, next topic is a, a little bit. We're, we're going to fill out, who we would like to hit, to be our new first base coach, our new third base coach, our new pitching uh, coach, because God knows uh, Bush last year was absolutely horrible. So let's sit there and uh, Hogdale, who would you sit there and love to bring in for a pitching coach right now?
2: I'm going to be honest, uh, not extremely well-versed on the, uh, the, the, the coach market. Uh, I'd say poach someone from the Rays. <laughs> literally, go poach someone from the Rays, go pit, poach someone from the Dodgers or the Giants. Any Pretty much any one of the teams that have a better cheating lab than we do, because our cheating lab really is not up to par. I'm kind of disgusted with how bad our cheating lab is at the moment. Uh, <laughs> like, we're not pulling nearly enough uh, dudes out of literally nowhere <laughs> uh, in order to uh, function as a high-level MLB franchise.
0: Yeah, uh, the the uh, the guy I always heard recently was a former teammate of Breslow, uh, Bailey. So yeah, uh, uh, I can sit there and see him come in. I will love personally if, if and this will never happen, but I will love John Lester to come in to sit there and and, and coach. You know the the there there when we had uh. Uh, Crowley on bro, that covers the Cubs, and we were talking about Breslow and everything. You know, he he was talking about about uh, the young kid over there, Steele, and how uh, Lester would go and call David Ross and be like, "Hey, I seen Steele do this. Have him change it to this, and then you know he made the adjustment, and you know it turned out fine. If if we could sit there and, and have him do that from the couch." but have him do it at Fenway Park, that would be a freaking absolutely a, an amazing thing uh, right there.
1: That'd be dope. I just feel like he's he's a family man now. You know, he's happy, he's content, made all of his money. Not saying he's about the money, but, you know, he's got everything he needs. Now it's time to spend time with his family.
2: I think what would happen what if, if they awesome? brought uh, John Lester in is they bring him in for, like, the interview, and they discuss the salary. And, like, just out of old habit, John Harry would be like, I will offer you three nickels. <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> And not a cent more, sir. Not a cent more. <laughs>
0: oh man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first or third base, man. I don't know about you guys, but I personally would love a little 2013 reunion. Nap is available now. I would love to bring uh, Napoli back in. Like, like, like. I'm talking. I'm talking. We're, we're gonna sit there and. Take 2013 and merge it with the current Boston Red Sox, and and we're, we're not done. Give me, give me David Ross, even though he already said he, that he he won't be a man uh, anything but a manager anymore. Give me Ross over there at third base.
2: I will say, uh, uh, Nap. I'm gonna have to give a pass on because that dude, even in his prime, could not fucking defend a lick.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <He's, laughs> you
2: know how like how they usually call like a. Uh, a really good fielder, like a vacuum cleaner. He was like mm-hmm. the whatever the opposite of a vacuum cleaner <laughs> as a fucking fielder. He was, it was pushing it blower. back out. He was like, he's a leaf blower. He's a, he's a leaf blower, exactly.
0: The, the the other end of the shot vac. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, that dude's a bash, <laughs> but he could not field a fucking lick. Not as a first baseman, not as a catcher. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, uh, there's there's always. It, there's, there's always like I would love Pedroia coming in as a hitting coach, you know Pedroia, is, you know he still got his kids, uh, baseball, Pedro's another one I would love, but, but they say they can teach you so much and not have to be that manager, you know that pitching coach or anything like that. So it's just, just something that all these names are out there of former Red Sox players and. Me, I, I'm the type of guy, it's 50-50. Let's bring them home. But if you bring them home and, and they don't do good, well, the, then the, that might tarnish their whole legacy they ever had. So, but Hogdale, we're going to sit there and play one of our favorite games after this quick commercial break. Fair or foul? So, DC loves this. So, we are get back with you right after this quick commercial break. Guys, this is the writ here on the Pesky Podcast. Head on over to our website. Use the QR code right over there. Get some of your great merchandise like our Pesky Podcast logo shirt. This is our fucking city shirt. The Roman Empire. Join the growing legion. Our Halkamania shirt. Our Mikasas Essukasas. We've got the pesky podcast hoodies. We've got glassware. Guys, just scan the QR code, check it out. And. Have a great day, guys! You heard yeah. it there. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That that is the quickest commercial because I got so tired of saying it all the time. I feel so, like you're
1: seductively like lecturing me. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but you know,
2: I, I didn't hey, know what do, I was watching. The stare. <laughs> you know,
0: like that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Whatever works. DC, you where's your WrestleMania shirt at? Ah, uh, dude, it's in the wash. Not oh, sure. Oh, it's always uh, yeah, in the I wore, wash.
1: I wore it the other day, and uh, I <laughs> 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 holy shit! I was fun. no, it was good, man. It just, you know, I feel something
0: hey. now. So, but now let's break it out. We're gonna play a little fair or foul. So, Hogdale, you know the uh, the rules of the game. Pretty simple, almost like uh, what you guys do on your podcast, except for we don't have to debate back and forth to the death. So, uh, first, uh, first topic: Devers earned his first year of his huge contract. So, DC, we're gonna start off with you. Uh, fair or foul?
1: I'm gonna go fair uh you know here he had a down year he just what he's a silver slugger now 33 home runs 100 rbis 850 something ops um obviously you want i don't know people expected him to hit 40 40 home runs 120 rbis every year his defense was suspect but i think uh first year i I think he did just fine i I think there's a little bit of a overreaction i know like i said the defense could be a problem but that i think that can get cleaned up I think he's gonna, you know, make that a, a point of emphasis this offseason. season, but I'm gonna go fair.
0: Okay, Hogdale, What about you?
2: Uh, I'll say, I'll say foul because it was a it was a down year by Rafael Devers' expectations. I'm not saying that like he's bad or that he's trash or that he's not gonna live up to it next year even, but like in terms of like it was just a step back in every way for Rafi. Like uh, his hitting was slightly worse. And his defense was as bad as it's been in the last five years. And you know what? Maybe you can chalk it up to Carlos Fabless being a war criminal. And you know, maybe I would (laughs) even agree with you because like the entire team's defense was completely a fucking joke. But I mean, Rafi needs to play better. Like in order to live up to that contract, like we didn't pay for uh, a glorified DH in, you know, year one, like, can he even be like, just be a net neutral with the glove, even be like a minus one or two defensive run saved. And like, I, I, I can completely tolerate it, but you know, I, I have full confidence that he'll get back to himself next year, you know, get a new uh, defensive coach in there, help him out. I, I, I love him. I got a lot of faith in him, but uh, he, he did underperform expectations this year.
0: And, and I'm going to have to agree with you, Hogdale. I'm going to go foul. Uh Man, It for what he wants to do, I don't think we, we can put him at number you know bat in second. Uh, I think he needs protected a little more. Uh, I say move him back to third maybe. Uh, his defense, that glove, you can't you can't sit there and have a phenomenal play to first one, and then the next time the ball is hit to you, you're throwing it to the first base, uh, you know, fans. Like that's just horrible. You can't sit there. You got to be consistent. Oh, or like you said, you'll find a happy medium. Uh, his his batting stats was yeah, it was a down year, but it was still good enough for a Silver Slugger Award. So overall, you know, I, I I can see and I want more from him. You know, would
1: you would you guys go fair if if the defensive woes weren't there? Because I mean, his offensive numbers aren't really that. That much different it, i mean he had 38 and 113 890 ops in 2021 but last year was kind of a
2: thing it's like he, he hit, but uh he hit for a bit less average he didn't walk up uh, as much but the, the glove was the real significant bad like it was it was horrible this year like usually he's just like slightly bad like just looking at like wins above replacement here like really tells the story like raffi was a, a three win player this year uh, the year before that, he was a 4.8. He was almost a five-win player last year, and the year before that, he was a 4.2-win player. So, like, that's a significant drop in terms of like what he's capable of. And again, like, I, I love him. I, I really think he's going to figure this out because he has all the talent in the world. But like, he just he's got to step up, especially like when you sign that big of a contract, and he earned that contract. But you got to live up to it, man.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm agreeing. If it wasn't for the defense. And if you would just be consistent, you know, if, if he wants to be consistent, like Hogdale like, uh, said, you know, minus one, minus two, I'd be okay with it.
2: If he was like a I'd net be, neutral, like at defense, yeah. like Austin Riley was this year, like Austin yeah. Riley was what, like a five or a six win player this year, like with neutral defense.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and if it wasn't for his defense, you know, and, and I can't blame him. It was that whole side, you know, until Trevor Story came back. Uh, for, I swear there was there had to be some games where Kike and Devers were going back and forth who could throw it uh the, who could throw it away from the first base in the most so uh, but uh, next question for fair or foul we're gonna start with you Hogdale Breslow is too open with the media when he's talking
2: that's i think that's foul i mean it's not like he's revealed any trade secrets like fucking you know uh he's got the laptop open like hey guys here's our entire prospect system here's how we rank things uh you know (laughs) one through 50 to me he's fine uh like is this maybe like an overreaction to like people like thinking that haim being so airtight like with what he let out to the media like is like oh it's a bad thing that breslow's slightly more open I mean, I, I don't think so. I think it's good that he builds a respectful relationship with the media. If, if it really just shows like it'll make his job easier in the long term. I'm pretty sure part of the reason that people were so apt to get high and blue out is because every member of the media despised him because he literally let nothing leak.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, DC, what about you?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go foul. I don't think he's too open. Uh, honestly, I like it. It's a breath of fresh air, obviously, with the whole uh, the way Haim handled the media. And yeah, Ogdale was right. You got- hey, 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 hey. Um, you got to create that that, re- <laughs> that. you got to create that relationship with the uh, with the media. Um, and also, you got to be a little transparent with these fans. Obviously, they're not too happy. Red Sox Nation's pretty pissed off with how ownership's handled everything. Um, I like that he that he's like that. Like you said, he's not handing out trade secrets or you know any you know intel that we can't hear you know it's going to hurt them so i'm a big fan of it i think it's going to do them well in the long run
0: yeah uh i kind of sit there. i'm going to agree with you guys i do like though how he underminingly took a little small shot at Heim bloom uh in this in this uh tweet i'm going to sit there and show Where, out of all the Craig Breslow's quotes we've gotten the last few weeks, his outlook on trades, moving prospects has stood out the most. It is a risk. I think that's exactly what I've learned. They don't all work out. If you wait for the perfect trade, you will likely never transact. I think these jobs require decisiveness and boldness and conviction, and also the humility that is never going to win everyone. Obviously, need to see him act with this mindset, but it was reported one of the biggest issues during Heimblum's era. So I, I, I personally love the, the small – because Bloom thought he needed to win every, every trade. So I like how Breslow is more outspoken a little bit to where, hey, if I make a trade and it doesn't work out, it's my fault. I'll take it pretty much. But I'm not going to sit there and try to, you know, wait to fire, you know, the shots on only the trades i think that i can win because you're not going to get as many so uh next uh next fair or foul juan soto will be traded before the season starts so dc let's start off with you there
1: Uh, i'm gonna go fair i feel like they have to you know that news report coming out the the loan they had to make um everybody knows they got a shed payroll um it's, it's crazy that you know what is the owner is worth like 3.2 billion or something like that and he's taking out loans to for uh, cash problems but uh, everybody knows they need to make moves to shed payroll um obviously if somebody gives them an offer they can't refuse they have to pull the trigger so i'm gonna go fair
0: okay
2: hogdale i'm gonna say fair and it really is like the the, the fucking thanos meme where it's like you know all of that for xander bogart's like, like you, you have bankrupted your team. You're literally, like, talking to the local Italian mob to give you a payday <laughs> loan so that you can afford to field your baseball team. Like, what oh. is wrong with you people? Oh, man, yeah, I think it's fair. I think Juan Soto is absolutely gone. And even with the Padres back up against the wall, like in terms of finances and all the teams knowing it, they're still going to get a king's ransom for Juan Soto because he is that good. So, But I, I do think he's gone before the season starts.
0: Uh, I'm going to say foul. Uh, I think it, he, they're going to wait until the trade deadline. Uh, they're they're going to hold on, and they're going to try to sit there and, and try to get a little bit more out of him to to sit there and uh, help them out a little bit. So I, th- just the teams right now that were – out there, you know, talking about trading for him. Like, I heard the Yankees. Like, who – honestly, look at the Yankees' farm system. Who the hell do they have to sit there and offer for Soto? Like –
2: It would be Dominguez. It would be, like, whoever. Who's that, like, one guy they're going nuts about the top end of their farm system? I can't think of his name right now.
0: uh, Yeah, but, you know, it's just – it's crazy how, you know, these teams think. That it's just gonna be easy to get Juan Soto. I, I don't Spencer I think James. they're gonna hold on. What do you say, DC? You
1: got Spencer Jones. I believe it's Spencer or, Jones.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It have to be like him and Dominguez. I mean, and that might not even be enough. To me, like if you're the Red Sox and like the the Padres are like an inch away for are trading uh, Juan Soto to the Yankees, you need to one up that offer immediately. Like, absolutely no fucking chance you allow Juan Soto to be in your division. Like, when you have the, when you just get him yourself, you have more ammo.
1: I remember when we lost to Shara to them in free agency, like, a long time ago. Dude, that was awful.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, to Shara. I mean, like, fuck. I mean, we got A Rod. (laughs) He was supposed to be a Red (laughs) Sox.
0: Yep. Well, well, here's a quick question Do, Do you think Soto. Going to the Yankees in a trade would put them even in a worse predicament because look at the payroll they have already with with Cole, Stanton, Judge, like you can't add Soto there, and you're you're that there'd be like a quarter of your payroll, a third of your payroll.
2: So that's the thing that makes me think they aren't going to trade for him because, like to me, like Hal Steinbrenner just isn't—he's not his father. Like he's not. He's not willing to be Steve Cohen and, and like, you know, spend $350 million a year to fill the baseball team. Like, I really don't think that's going to happen. Like, you have that Stanton contract as an anchor, that Rodon contract is an anchor. Cole's worth mm-hmm. is what he's making and judge is worth what he's making, but it's still a gigantic size of your, uh, your luxury tax money. And Soto is going to command like 40 million a year, potentially, like potentially even more. Like, so I I just don't know. Like unless they're just like trading for him as a rental, but why would you do that? Especially like with the prospect capital, you're gonna have to give up.
0: Exactly. Okay. Quick question. Last year's off season was horrible uh, on the aspect of uh, the reports with Carrera. uh, People saying that Aaron Judge was going to be a giant, and then all of a sudden, you know, last second is there going to be someone this year that stands out with, Oh, they signed with this team, but then next thing, you know, they're on two or three other teams.
2: I don't know how many of the uh, free agents are represented by Scott Boris. <laughs> 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 that's, well, that's,
0: that's basically well, what it comes down to. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing over half because Bo- Bo- Boris just is ridiculous.
2: He's very prolific. He has a lot of clients. I'm looking up right now
0: because so, I just uh, don't well, know. It, well, well, what I sit there and, and thought was funny was you know, how quickly he let Yoshida sign with the Red Sox so he could get to, in my opinion, he, so he could get to his more top-tier talent.
2: And, I think the thing with that Yoshida thing is just like the, like the offer was just way more than every other team. I mean, you had the Blue Jays literally crying about this, like the entire offseason. Like, they overpaid so much for him. <laughs>
0: that, that, like i personally don't think that we overpaid I, I i think it was a it was a fair market value yeah for what his per, what his production was this year
2: i think the the, the red sox just like cut to the punch for, like this is the market value for this player we're willing to offer that now we're not going to you around we we've, we've identified we want this guy on our team yeah and other teams oh. were butthurt about it
0: <laughs> okay next up for fair or foul Aaron Nola will not be a Red Sox this season.
1: Will not? DZ Is that what you say, will, will not?
0: Will not be a Red Sox this season. So, DC, let's start with you.
1: Just because I want to manifest Yamamoto and a guy like Corbin Burns coming here, uh, I'm going to get say fair. He will not be a Red Sox. Um, obviously, I want Yamamoto or, you know, to trade for a guy like Burns or, you know, Bieber, like Day uh, was saying. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go fair.
0: okay, Hogdale what about you?
2: I yeah, I just agree fair because in my wet dreams uh the the rotation is Yamamoto burns Bay as the one two three and you'll lead us into our World Series contention window starting next year. It's gonna be epic. <laughs>
0: uh, I, i'm I'm gonna say it's foul because I'm gonna sit there and and one up it. It's gonna be a Yamamoto. Uh, Burns, Nola, Bayo, Pavetta.
2: That'd be the most insane starting rotation in the entire league. So,
0: well, it, you've seen this year with the Texas Rangers how pitching, starting pitching, can win you a championship. And they went out, they they picked up, you know, the Grom of the offseason. They got Montgomery. They went and got Scherzer. So,
2: you know, I really do like wonder, like I could really see this happening is like, is Jordan Montgomery going to be the new native Evaldi contract for our team? Ah, <laughs> uh,
0: don't say that. Huh? Well,
2: well, but the thing is though, is that everyone screamed and shitted their pants saying that Nate was overpaid, but he wasn't, <laughs> he, No, he was a consistent starter. He was there every year. He pitched, he barely missed a start. And also he was an animal in the playoffs. So, like, I feel like, is it going to be that again? Where, like, Montgomery, everyone's screaming about he's overpaid, but then he's just consistent and an animal in the playoffs.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's sit there and and hope not because, like, I I, I like Nate. Like, uh, I sit there and I kind of wish that the whole transaction didn't happen the way it did last year where we offered Nate a contract. He he said, well, let me – he goes, let's shop around. And then by the time he came back, Haim Bloom's like, I already spent the money for you.
2: Yeah, Haim Bloom's like, hey Nate, here's the thing. We had to spend money on a real option like Corey Kluber.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, like 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 how do you how do you tell somebody that? So sorry, well we went and got Kluber and Paxton to, to replace
2: you. Like
1: I don't know how that conversation goes. That's tough.
2: It's a bad deal. It's like
0: <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, I in my dream world, you know, Nola's there with me. So that that's what I'm sitting there and picking. Uh, last but not least, for fair or foul, the Red Sox will sign two starting pitchers to fill the the need. Not trade; they will go in the free agent market and sign. The two guys they want and need.
2: I'm gonna say foul because I, I really think it's gonna be one sign and one trade. Like, uh, to me, it just makes too much too much sense for them to explore the trade market aggressively. They have all the pieces required. Bruslow's been hyping it up. Like, yo, I'm, I'm not scared to make the big trade. Like, okay, man, all right, buddy, <laughs> let's see. Uh, fucking, you use your big Yale education for the benefit of this team and actually make the fucking trade then. <laughs>
0: D.C., what about you?
1: Um, you say – so I'll be foul. I'm going to say foul. So I, I had to see how you set up the question. Um, I think they go one and one. I think they sign one. I think they move a bunch of pieces. to get a number one guy. So I'm going to go foul. Basically echo what Ogdale said. I don't want to have to – yeah. yeah I'm,
0: I, I'm saying the same thing uh, with a, with foul. I, I think it's going to be a one and one. Uh, it, here, here's a question, Okay you can only trade for one Kirby from Seattle Burns from Milwaukee and who's that young kid uh Cabrera from the Marlins?
2: Yes. Yeah, Cabrera.
0: Cabrera. Which one do you, would you trade for?
2: As Uh, much as I love Kirby for throwing that one knuckleball, he also uh, bitched and complained about how they kept him in too late in the game. So I'm going to say no, because he he said that in Boston. I actually think he'd be run out of the city. So (laughs) uh, I'll go with Corbin Burns. To me, it just makes the most sense. He's established. We all know he's amazing. Uh, And just I uh, I love him. I want him on the team.
1: (laughs) DC, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go Burns as well. He's proven, like Hogdale said, um, Cabrera scares me. He's been on my fantasy team, my keeper league, for the last couple of years. And he just can't stay on the mound. You know, either gets hurt or he's out within, you know, two or three innings because he's walking five, six, seven, eight batters in a start. Um, obviously, you go with a proven commodity. And, yeah, the the not to, you know, dog him, but Kirby kind of seems to have a fragile, you know, mindset. He would get eaten alive in Boston.
0: Okay. Uh, I kind of – Okay, my heart wants to say Burns, but my mind wants to sit there and say Cabrera just because I'm pretty sure we could sit there and throw Bobby Dahlbeck in that trade and get him out of Boston, someplace where he could be used. And and I, I think Miami would be great for him. He might get a tan, uh, when DC and I uh you know got to talk to him or as I got to watch him walk by and he kind of stiffed me. I was, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little salty about him. So, you know, let's get him in that trade. Get him down to Miami and, uh, and take Cabrera.
2: Absolutely, I see it. <laughs> I see the so, vision.
0: But okay, guys, uh, let's go rapid fire. Uh, Hogdale, we're gonna let you final thoughts. Anything you want to sit there and tell everybody about the podcast, where to find it and uh, talk up our, our good friend Ed hand who uh, recently uh, ball and chained it.
2: Yeah, man. Got married. Uh, good. You know, Ed just like he literally, I believe just got married either like earlier today or yesterday. He's going to be on his honeymoon. Happy for that guy. He's one of the best guys I know. Best guy I've ever mm-hmm. met on the internet. But yeah, man, I mean, In terms of our podcast, it's just, uh, it's pod by the river. It's just at pod by the river on all socials. Uh, Got a YouTube channel uh, just made up there too. follow us on Twitter because uh, it's the degenerate platform that I use the most. (laughs) But yeah, man, we just talk Red Sox, but we Red Sox and wider baseball. It's a fun time. And uh, I like, I think we put out a good, a a good product. Like that's just a, that's, that's just my opinion.
0: (laughs) Uh, Chemistry is always the biggest thing that you need once you have that the rest of the show just just happens so easily oh, yeah, uh, when absolutely. dc and i when dc and i first started this uh then we brought on our good friend george uh it was it was kind of like i can speak for myself dc can speak it, george is a little bit older than us but he he kind of like gelled right in with us quite uh easily
1: so, yeah george fox bro george fox
0: let's go <laughs> oh the og so, but uh, I mean, out of respect,
1: to In this case, you never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, but, but no, uh, guys, check out their podcast. It's great. Uh, w- w- do you know, uh, you guys have a schedule of when each one drops?
2: It's just uh, for right now, I believe it's every Sunday. But honestly, like if I had to guess, like if a major thing happens, like we will make a video the next day or like the day or the day of or the next day for the off season uh otherwise like during next season it'll probably be like an episode after every series
0: so okay dc it was great seeing you again like always uh any final thoughts
1: Uh, not too much Uh, obviously thank you hogdale for coming on um been watching you you know since we kind of started and i'm really excited for your new podcast congratulations to ed yeah just uh like Hogdale said, I'm really excited for this uh, off season to see what happens. Hopefully, it's not a, a shit show, and I end up crying in you know March, going it you know going into the regular season. But yeah, just uh, excited to see what we can do. Um, I think we do make a, a pretty big trade, big splash in the trade market, and I think we do some signings that uh, really you know put us back up there because we need to we need to execute this window immediately. That's coming up.
0: Yeah, uh, DC, I, I want to apologize. No, I don't. I, I was gonna say uh, about the Xander Bogarts. Hogged out. It it was kind of funny. I sit there. DC and I used to work together, and well, I told him I came into work straight faced, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, Danner Bogarts got traded, or or no, he signed. What what did I say? He signed with the Dodgers."
1: Yeah, the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, and 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 the look on his face when he looked at me was complete and utter like like he lost his best friend.
2: It's it's literally and, the other meme, like just fell to my knees in the nightclub.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I got yeah. that. It was awful. And 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 then all of a sudden like, like he's he's walking around doing his stuff and, and and then I had I had to break it to him I was just joking. <laughs> and then and, and then what was it? The, the the next morning, like or the or that night he gets uh, he went and signed with San Diego.
1: Yeah, I woke up the next morning and I was like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, it was uh, it was yeah. a whirlwind of emotions. I was uh, just took that new position, so I was trying to get my my bearings, and then you have all that shit getting thrown at me, you know.
0: Yeah, and and then uh, uh I went a I went and made a grand, fantastic Xander Bogarts video. It's DC's favorite to Justin Bieber's uh, "Where Are You Now That I Need You." So that that, that yeah. was something that DC hates that song now. <laughs> but hey, oh, we can't have. We, this offseason can't be nowhere near as bad as last offseason, unless we end up trading Devers.
2: Oh, God. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> could, could, could I you saw imagine... some
1: guys talking about that, and I usually could... I try not to jump in on arguments on Twitter because it can just be a never-ending shit show, but like, I so had you're... one typed out, but I deleted it. It was like therapy.
2: Yeah, it's like your opinion privileges have been revoked. You're no longer allowed to speak. <laughs> Yeah, could, it was just. Could, just could you
0: imagine, like Breslow's first thing he trades Devers?
2: Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Red Sox fans would actually burn Fenway to the ground.
0: Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> if say they trade Devers, but then the next day they sign Otani, does that make up for it?
2: No. <laughs> no because Rafi's our guy like fuck he's he's been here since he was literally a child like a baby like fucking he's been here forever
0: okay okay well guys (sighs) he's dc our new good friend hogdale and i am the writ check us out next time on the pesky podcast